if you find yourself hanging around with people and they are gossiping negatively about other people, if you find yourself that whenever you hang around with someone that they're sucking all the happiness out of you, if you find yourself connecting with people that are only talking about yesterday and how things were, you know, last year, if you find yourself hanging around people that all they can talk about is what happened on TV last night or just really talk negatively about everything, government, etc., etc., then they are not serving your future they are not helping you grow and they are bringing you down this is episode number 76 of the inspiring talk with sam kothon Welcome guys to The Inspiring Talk. My name is Vijay Gautam. I'm host for this show. Each week I interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential. We often come across people in our life who transform their pain into power. On the last episode, you heard how Satyarup Siddhanta challenged his asthma and went on to climb highest peaks on the planet. These people have a very positive outlook on their life. When they face crisis, they do not waste time complaining and feeling miserable about themselves. Rather, they look for a silver line, an opportunity to grow and move forward towards their goal anyways. My guest today, Sam Cawthorn, went through a major car accident in 2006. He was pronounced dead and had to be resuscitated. This accident cost him his arm, left him in coma, and doctors said he will be on wheelchair for rest of his life. Imagine for a moment, how would it feel like to know that you have lost your arm? and you will not be able to walk ever again how would you react well sam turned that crisis into power and he bounced forward in his life today sam is the ceo and founder of speakers institute and speaker tribe author of seven books including two international bestsellers he is both the young australian of the year and the edupreneur of the year awardee sam has spoken on some of the largest stages in the world alongside the likes of dalai lama on this episode sam goes in depth of his bounce forward principles he talks about how you can turn your crisis into success and developing resilience Before we dive in make sure that you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done that already so that you won't miss some of the most inspiring chats that I have on this show if you are already subscribed it would mean a lot to me if you could leave your honest review for the show now let's dive in Sam thank you so much for making this time out welcome to the show thank you very much it's good to be here sam i have heard you speak at the speaker institute event in delhi i think it was 2 years back when you did this first 
story sewing workshop and i was blown away by the way you speak insights and information that you had to share on that event and since then i have been following your work and a lot of people on my circle has taken programs with you and they can't stop talking about you and they can't stop appreciating the kind of information that you put out there and what they are learning from you you see really cool and thank you so much once again for being on the show there is a lot to talk with you sham given the journey that you have had and the knowledge and insights that you have but i want to go back to your childhood and you were born in perth to an indian mother and scottish father which already looks like an interesting childhood trying to grow up in totally different culture and at the same time you were born in a family of 11 children that sounds like quite a childhood share with us a little bit about your childhood yeah look even though on the outside i do look indian because obviously my mother had a very strong indian genes she was born in kharagpur there in west bengal whereas everything underneath my skin says that i'm australian i grew up in a very just a very normal australian upbringing and my mum didn't really teach me much at all about the indian culture or the indian heritage and then on top of that my dad he'd been living in australia for most of his life so even though he was born in scotland back uh, before the end of the second world war he then uh, migrated through to australia so coming from a uh, very strong australian up bringing I didn't really know much other than that so you know I was then brought up down there in Tasmania which is the little island on the mainland Australia I went to school with Ricky Ponting there for a little while as well uh, which was good but I always knew deep down that there was something more in my life I always knew that there was something really big and significant in my life and yet at the same time I was really shy I was a very shy kid and so I didn't write really like standing out in the classroom or anything at all like that yet at the same time I my parents grew me up in a very lower socioeconomic so very poor uh, you know my parents never owned a house never owned a car never owned land or anything like that and we were living you know very much below the poverty line if you want to call it and so with that my self esteem wasn't very strong and I was very shy but I always knew deep down that there was something more and something significant on my life however i found my acceptance when i was growing up in school with the naughty kids and so i started doing things that i knew i should not have been doing and i found myself getting kicked out of school so to be quite honest uh and here's my little disclaimer for the listeners here i'm very uneducated in the traditional sense meaning i've never sat an exam before in my life i never finished high school certainly haven't studied at college or certainly haven't done a university degree yet at the same time you know i I failed English but I've written seven books now including two international bestsellers. So that I suppose that goes to show that traditional education did not serve me at all. And also, you know, I had this inner drive and this inner passion that I had to make a difference. And so, you know, I managed to get a great job with the Australian government as a youth futurist and in that role I then had a major car accident and then everything changed. So we'll get into the car accident part but that youth futurist seems like quite a title what was your role with the government of Australia Yeah so I was with the Department of Education and in employment work place relations so basically I was helping young kids in that smoother transition from school to either further education training or employment and so really looking at trends when it came to young people and then communicating that knowledge back through to Canberra capital of Australia and also back through to um local industry so it was a very strategic role and uh it was um it certainly helped me and assisted me to really understand the trends of young people of today's world 
interesting. Earlier, you said that you knew deep within that, you know, there is something more to life for you. And I see a lot of people who have been successful in their life, in their childhood, or at some point of life, they had this realization or thought within themselves, buried within themselves, that one day in their life, they would be something and they feel that they are different. And there might not be something that visible at that point of time to show to the world why they are different, but they feel that way, right? So is there something that you can trace back now when you look back at your life? Why did you feel that way as a kid that you were different, that there is more to your life than just living a normal life? Yeah, it's interesting you say that, BJ. But the thing about it is, I believe everyone has it. I believe every single person in the depth of their heart, in their soul, believes that there is more for themselves, more for their life. I suppose the difference between the successful and the not so successful that we actually do something about it. <laughs> it's simple as that. So everyone has it. Everyone really wants to go out there and make a difference. Everyone wants the recognition and wants to go out there and find their success, whatever journey that is. Everyone does. Every single person. The difference is, is that I'll then go out there and I'll do something about it. I won't procrastinate. I won't worry about what people think of me. I'll just go out there and make it happen. And so there certainly hasn't necessarily anything unique about me necessarily. I've just simply taken action on the things that I, you know, that I wanted to do, wanted to achieve. I just continued to know that there was more for my life and I started to do something about it. And I kept stoking that fire. I kept feeding that intrinsic motivation. So what was that dream, childhood dream as a kid for you? Because you have done quite a gig in music and hip hop. You caused people on hip hop and singing at one point of time. So how you got fascinated with music and what was your childhood dream? My childhood dream always was to always just be fulfilled and fulfillment for me was making a difference fulfillment with me was getting recognized for the achievements that i do fulfillment for me was being heard fulfillment for me was going out there and making my mark creating legacy on this planet creating a significant contribution to this world and so that's always been both my childhood dream and even my dream today and so yeah growing up as a kid i tried a whole heap of things i tried music and dance i tried the different types of career pathways and for me as a young person at the time in hindsight i'm so glad i tried all these things i'm really glad because that has shaped and made me the person i am today i suppose the biggest thing is is that i chose my own path i did not allow my parents to choose my own path i got to choose it when the world teaches us to conform in a certain way our parents say we have to do this or alternatively the world says we have to do this or whatever it might be for me i wanted to do things the way that i wanted to do them if you call it you know maybe i'm a maverick maybe i just didn't want to conform but you know who says that we have to listen to our parents and and who says we have to you know have three meals a day and have eight hours worth of sleep so for me i just simply wanted to create my own path and not be in the shoes of someone else all right so now shami we're talking about the car accident that you had in 2006 which you said changed the trajectory of your life can you talk a little bit about what that accident was how you got into that position and then we'll talk off about the learnings and you know how your life transformed after that accident yes yeah, so so basically it was uh, october 2006 i was working for the australian government as i was saying earlier on as a youth futurist and i was driving along like any other day and it was my fault for those people that haven't driven in australia in australia you have these long straight open roads and these long roads can go over 200 kilometers uh, without any curves no bends no other traffic and so when you drive on these long straight open roads there's a thing in a car which is called cruise control 
so I had my car in cruise control and I was driving along and the bottom line is that I fell asleep and it was my fault. I fell asleep behind the wheel. I veered over the other side of the road and I had a 206 kilometer head-on collision with semi-trailer truck. It was my fault. I was told that I was pronounced dead at the scene. I was obviously resuscitated. Then I was on life support for a week in hospital for five months and then in a wheelchair for an entire year. It was interesting, you know, when the doctor said to me, I'll never be able to walk ever again. The feeling that you get when you prove the doctor's wrong is a great feeling. <laughs> True. At that point of time, like when you were on that accident and going through the entire phase, like for that one year, what were the thoughts that you had in your mind? Like, okay, I am going to come out of this or were there phases that first you thought that, you know, why me and all of that denial and then you went to do eventually to acceptance. So how was that period for you like? In hindsight, I always knew deep down still that this happened for a reason and a purpose and I didn't know why and so I never went through depression or anxiety or stress. I was a very positive uplifting person and at the same time I was also very convicted that I'm a father and I got to provide for my family. I was the only person, you know, the only breadwinner, as they say, here in our household. And so I was married with a wife and I had two kids at the time. 18 months after my car accident, we had our third kid. And I needed to find a way how I could not only be positive through this experience, but also find a way that I can continue to pick myself up, dust myself off and just move forward. For me, it was quite interesting. The the doctors initially, they said, look, he's going to hit a brick wall. You know, he's over the top positive right now. He will hit a brick wall. Family, you better be prepared. You know, I'm still waiting for this brick wall that I'm that I've got to hit because I just went straight into it's happened for a reason and a purpose and I need to pick myself up dust myself off and just move forward so for me it was certainly a wake-up call yet at the same time there was an even more of a drive to want to make sure that I can continue to move forward mm, interesting so and after that the doctor said you won't be able to walk but now that's you know you travel across the world sharing your story with the people and sharing the bounce forward principle right and which is which is very very interesting that you have this international bestseller a lot of people talk about bounce back what, what do you mean when you say bounce forward yeah and how i say you know i had a major crisis in my life i had a really tough time and i think everyone has crises and have a tough time in their life whether it's financially whether it's in relationships whether it's in their career or their personal their professional life whatever it might be we all have tough times even crises that happen in the world whether they're macro crises that happen with you know climate change or governments or whether they're micro crises in our own personal lives but the bottom line is that a lot of the time we are told that we can bounce back from these crises. You know, let's bounce back from the financial crisis, bounce back from climate change, we can bounce back. But the reality is this. If you think about the context of that terminology, bouncing back. So, yes, we have a crisis, we hit a downturn, we hit a place which is called rock bottom, but then we're told that we need to bounce out of that but go backwards, bounce back, which then implies that we're going back to where we've already been. And we're not learning from that crisis. So for me, yes, we still need to bounce. The bottom line is we have to bounce, but we have to learn from that crisis, learn from that tough time and bounce forward into what we can become. So for me, I just shifted that terminology. Instead of bouncing back, we've got to learn from crisis and bounce forward. And so now I've been teaching organizations, teams and individual people how they can bounce forward through their own tough times, through their own crises. I think that's a very powerful thought right there because with the crisis that we means like now we got to do something, we got to move, we just can't be 
waiting for something to happen so that you know this moment changes for me it's just like you got to take action you got to come out of this like it's uh, those situations of that crisis that's going to push you out of a chair so that you go and take some action second principle is proximity is power and guys if you have seen him heard or his speak you know sham speak on a lot of events you will hear him talk a lot he keeps repeating proximity is power and you know i can't agree more on the this principle so can you go ahead and explain for people what do you mean when you say proximity is power and how proximity affects one's success or failure and probably you can give your on examples or two if you have how those proximity has helped you in propelling forward in your life yeah look um proximity for me certainly is the other people around me yeah so so proximity is obviously who is around you the proximity around you and obviously you know looking at that word power if you understand the importance of the people around you and how that can affect you your psychology your behavior your beliefs all the way through to your success it is quite profound you know even if you look at my own personal life when i was in high school i was hanging around with a very negative group of people they influenced me in a very toxic way and i found myself getting kicked out of school and i realized that the company that i was keeping determined who i was again proximity is power and so it wasn't until such time as i started to change the people around me and the people that i listened to until such time as i changed that then nothing really was going to change in my life so for me nowadays i'm very wise who i lend my ear to i'm very wise who i listen to sometimes our family can be our greatest dream killers sometimes even our friends that we've had for so long can bring us down And so nowadays I always look for ways how I can upgrade my proximity, upgrade the people around me so I have people in my life that will not accept me for who I was yesterday. Why? Cuz I want to see growth in my life. And growth in my life means that I'm learning every day, I'm I'm growing every day, and ultimately the people around me are going to keep me accountable. The the accountability for anyone's life is one of the key metrics for you to find success in your life. And so for me, certainly everything revolves around the proximity around you if you want to go from where you are today to where you really want. I think it's important that you use the word accountability because that's where you also talk a lot about mentors and having coaches in your life and recently you posted a picture with two of your mentors and coaches saying that how being accountable to your mentors and coaches help you in you on success journey and a lot of guests on this podcast also talk about having a mentor in their life and surrounding themselves with a lot of people whom they can learn from how do you pick and choose the circle that you put yourself on are there some criteria or are there some thoughts that you put on whether you want to continue being on the circle of that person or not so are there some metrics or are there something that you are always looking for the people who are going to be on your proximity Yeah and look that's a really good question because obviously common sense isn't now that common. So then that begs the question if you find yourself hanging around with people and they are gossiping negatively about other people. If you find yourself that whenever you hang around with someone that they're sucking all the happiness out of you. If you find yourself connecting with people that are only talking about yesterday and how things were, you know, last year. If you find yourself hanging around people that all they can talk about is what happened on TV last night or just really talk negatively about everything government etc cetera, etc cetera, then they are not serving your future they are not helping you grow and they are bringing you down however 
If you hang around with someone that is challenging you towards you following your dreams, your aspirations, if you hang around with people that in a way make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, why? Because they're believing in you more than what you believe. If you find yourself hanging around with people that you always feel really inspired whenever you leave their proximity or that conversation, that they're challenging you to take on that next step, that next journey. If you're hanging around with people that have walked in the footsteps of where you've been or where you want to go, then these are the clearly the people that you want to continue to hang out with. So for me, everything revolves around the company that I keep and that are they influencing me in a positive or a negative way? I think it's interesting that you say who believe in you more than you believe yourself. And I have shared at least a lot of time on my podcast how being in circle of people and chatting with amazing people like you who share a lot of their ideas and insights, not only that, and some of them like really challenge me and at the same time, see something that probably I haven't seen in myself. And that really is an amazing place to be in. And it's it's very important that you surround yourself with people who are constantly pushing you and who are constantly asking you questions. And this is another beautiful thing that I have realized about being around with these people. They ask you questions which you do not dare to ask yourself, right? And that makes all the difference. All right, so that was Number two, which was proximity is power. And the third one, third bounce forward principle is leverage positivity to fuel success. Yeah, look, I put this one here in there because the reality is this, is that it's so easy to go down a negative spiral of doubt or shame or, you know, just speaking negatively about things. And don't get me wrong, it's not about being an over-the-top optimistic person that has the head in the clouds with no realistic aspects to it. So for me, there has to be still a balance. But the reality is this, is that most people think that in order for me to be happy, I need to become successful for me to be happy. Most people think that happiness is over the other side of success. So when I'm successful, then I become happy. Whereas all the latest research says it's completely the opposite. The happiest people become the most successful. So for me, what do we need to do to look for ways how we can choose to be happier each and every day? You know, and particularly right now, when I see the growing rates of depression, anxiety, stress happening more so today than any other time in history, even if you look at um, in India right now, right, depression rates today are 10 times greater than what they were in the 1930s Great Depression. The mean onset of age of depression 35 years ago was 29 years old. Now it's 14 years old. You know, even the World Health Organization has predicted this year, 2019, was the first time ever that depression is the number one cause of illness, is overtaking cancer. And that's happening right now. And so what do we need to do to choose happiness every single day? Because it's a choice. It's simple as that. It is a choice. So for me, don't get me wrong, I do believe in chemical imbalance. Yet at the same time, I believe it's nearly impossible for depression and gratefulness to coexist. I believe it's nearly impossible. So what do you need to do to look for ways he can be grateful for the little things that you've had? What do you need to do to start being positive on the little wins that you're seeing each and every day? And guys, this can be as simple as the air that we breathe, the roof over our heads, the small amount of wallet money we have in our wallet, the food in the fridge. What do we need to do to start being grateful just in the little things in life? And when we're starting to be grateful in the little things of life, that happiness will shine through. Through that happiness, then we will become successful. I think that's a beautiful thought there. And we often, when we are chasing our big goals and dreams, we forget to 
celebrate the smaller things that we already have and there is no ending to chasing things or chasing dreams right because we cannot stop we as a human we want to climb bigger mountains i'm saying mountains because we i recently had this you know interviewed this guy who summited all these seven highest peaks and he still have all the mountains to climb because he has already summited mount everest the highest mountain and he's not going to stop because there are always other mountains that you want to climb in your life so i think it's beautiful that you know you have said that being grateful is the most simplest thing that you can do right it's simple it's just writing down three things that you are grateful today so i'm grateful today to be talking to you as simple as that and or as simple is as you mentioned right the sunlight on a winter day right that is not something that you can be grateful for earlier i think i i just want to spend another minute or two on this because when i didn't understand the power of gratitude i was always looking for bigger things to be grateful and i think this is where a lot of people go wrong when it comes to starting with gratitude right but when i started putting this journal then i started like thinking about okay what am i grateful for today and then sometimes it used to be as small as the pen that i'm writing the grateful note the point that i'm trying to make here is it need not necessarily be the big things to be grateful in your life it could be as simple as you know sam give an example about the food roof or you know having a family or even the minest or simplest things such as just that you are alive so yeah i think uh, that's a beautiful thought there so now the fourth one and the last principle of the bounce forward principle is bounce forward not back yeah look it's very similar to what i was saying earlier on that it's not about going back to where you've been because we all have these tough times we all have these crises and we need to learn from that you might have heard you can learn the easy way the hard way or the tragic way yeah you learn the easy way you learn from other people's mistakes so this is why you guys are listening to this podcast right now is because you want to learn from other people's mistakes and you can learn from my mistake 100%. You can then learn the hard way, learning from your own mistakes, yeah? So whenever you fail, whenever something doesn't go right, you learn from it, so then you ensure that you don't fail again in the same area. But my encouragement to you is never go the tragic way. And what the tragic way is not learning from either. Not learning the easy way from my mistakes, not learning from your own, you know, the hard way, your own mistakes. And that's the tragic way. So my encouragement to you as you're listening to this podcast is find ways that you can actually learn the easy way. And if you have to, learn the hard way, but don't ever go tragic. So for me, when it does come to bounce forward and not bounce back, bouncing back means that you're not even going to learn the easy way or the hard way. You're going to learn the tragic way. You're going to go back to where you've been. But if you have a crisis and you bounce forward, then at least then you're learning the hard way. And for me, that's the greatest way that I learned, to be quite honest. I'm going to learn the hard way, even to a certain extent, before the easy way. One more thing that I want to talk to you about, Sam, is what you call the Kairos moment. So what is the Kairos moment and how those moments probably define the success of a person? Can you go a bit deeper into that? So um, Kairos is the pronunciation. Kairos is the Greek word for time. So contrasting to chronos or chronological time, you know, meaning ordinary or normal time, yeah? Kairos time is laden with meaning and choice. So get this, the dictionary meaning of the word kairos is a moment within a moment 
a particular moment and where drastic change takes place. And one thing I love about Kiros moments is it's like a sliding doors, right? It's like a moment within a moment. I love that. And we all have these moments in time, right? These moments where that can be quite significant, quite life-defining. But in most cases, we got to learn from these Kiros moments and bounce forward from it rather than going backwards. And so for me, my Kiros moment was my car accident. Another Kiros moment was the day I got married. Another Kiros moment was when my kids were born. Another Kiros moment was when I started my business or whatever it might be. But I think we all have Kiros moments in our life and these moments within a moment. And it's really important for you to maximize these moments because we have them. Do we learn through them and do we bounce forward from them? Super. And I think you have beautifully bounced forward from that car accident. And a lot of people probably would have spent rest of their life lamenting and probably believing what the doctors told them, but you did exactly the opposite. You didn't want to agree to what doctors had to say and you wanted to do something and, you know, shine. And, and that's why and we have like results in front of us, right? So you have these two bestsellers and you have been voted as young Australian of the year. And you are inspiring a lot of people across the world with the work that you do, right? So if you have to share or maybe, you know, give a message to people out there who might be at this point in their life where they think that all the doors are shut for them, what would be your message? Look, for me, um, it certainly is around your, it's your decision, not your condition that determines who you are. And it's very true, isn't it? We sometimes look at our circumstances or our condition, whether we don't have enough money or you can't do that or you don't have the skill, don't have the talent or you don't have the right location or you don't have the right skin color or you don't have the right accent or you don't have the right resources or you don't have the right connections or whatever it might be. But I feel it is our decision rather than our condition that determines who we are. One of the greatest gifts God gave us was the freedom of choice. So we get to choose and the decisions is everything. So for me, I've probably got more excuses than most other people. I live with a disability. I've only got one arm. I've only got one good leg. On top of that, I grew up in a very poor, lower socioeconomic area. On top of that, I'm very uneducated. And so I've got more excuses than most other people. But for me, it is my decision, not my condition that determines who I am. And certainly that's my encouragement to everyone else out there. Super. Sam, now it's time for the enlightening round. Are you ready for this? Sam, you travel across the world, inspire people with your story, with your messages. You have been doing this amazing work. So what inspires you to do everything that you do? My faith in God. I have a very strong faith and certainly my faith in my creator has, uh, has really inspired me every single day to continue to operate at the level that I operate in. Which one daily habit do you believe has been game changer for you in your success journey? My character, not charisma. So basically what a character is, is my morals, integrity, core values, ethics, truth. Charisma is having the gift of the gab, you know, being more attractive, having a level of humor. People are just drawn to you. I feel that charisma is worthless if you don't have character first. So for me, everything is based around character. So could you share a book or two that has influenced you personally in the recent past? Yeah, I like The Ultimate Gift by Jim Stovill. I also like The Alchemist, another powerful book there by Paulo Calero. I also like just the classics, Think and Grow Rich, and so on and so forth. Super. Sam, I know you have said this earlier on you know, your talks 
and a little bit on this interview as well that if you're given a chance that you would not go back to that accident and you fix that because there's a learning out there for you but my question to you is if you were to start this success journey all over again what are those probably three things that you would have done differently not being so worried about what people think of me number one number two produce and release more content into the marketplace and number three listen to quality mentors and coaches so what's your online tool or an app that you love the most which probably help you become more productive or help you in becoming fitter or something like that uh it's the simplicity of my diary like for me nothing at all exists unless it's written down and for me as soon as a thought comes to mind that i have to do something i schedule it in my diary all your greatest intentions of all the things that you want to achieve if you keep it in your brain and you don't write it down or get it out or actually schedule it in then it doesn't exist it actually doesn't exist it's merely a thought in your brain so for me as soon as something comes to mind i will schedule it in my diary put it in give it a time and then at least then i now know exactly what to do then so i have this one last question sam but before i ask you that if people would like to learn more from you and reach out to you and uh, you know get in touch with you what is the best possible way Yeah, great question. So basically over the last few years, guys, I've actually managed to learn how to share my story. And so I've now shared the stage in 40 countries, shared the stage with President Bill Clinton, Dalai Lama, Richard Branson, and even Michael Jordan. And so I've managed to really get into the top tier of professional speakers in the world. So around 7 8 years ago, I then launched Speakers Institute. And basically Speakers Institute is all about teaching other people how they can become an influencer, how they can learn the art of professional speaking, how they can get their message out there and ultimately win people's attention. So I do run Speakers Institute uh in Delhi, in Mumbai, in Bangalore, in Hyderabad. I also run speakers and I come along to these cities and I also conduct events including also other locations all throughout the world. So the best way to contact me is to just to simply type in Speakers Institute anywhere at all whether it's a Google whether it's any social media and you'll be able to see what we do there. All right, awesome guys. Make sure that you check Speak Institute because I have it in the Sam's program and the way he speaks and the information and insights he share about story showing what he calls it's not story telling it's story showing you got to show your story that's what and that's what sam says and to know more about that you got to check him out and attend one of his events all right sam here's the last question for you imagine that you are standing on a stadium and this one is the largest that has ever been built in the history of the world and there are millions and millions of people on that stadium and you have been given only 1 minute of the time to share the most important lesson that you have learned in your life what would be your message don't care about what other people think of you it's the greatest thing that stops people achieving the greatest thing that they were born to achieve on this planet our worry and our concern about what other people think of us and if you think about it it's exactly what happens there in india a lot you see it all the time if you think about it you guys love putting on big extravagant weddings and showcasing how much money you got why to impress people you don't even like we see it in every other culture around the world we see it with individuals we're so worried about what our parents think of us we're so worried about what our boss thinks of us we're so worried about the person on the street what they think of us we're so worried about what the media are going to say about us the reality is this is the very thing that actually stops us from achieving and doing what we were born to achieve on this planet not care about what other things it has been a great conversation sam thank you so much for being on the show you're welcome no problems at all Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inspiring Talk. 
I hope you got some inspiration or learned something. If you did, make sure to share this message with your friends by visiting the show notes page at theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 7676. Do connect with me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at the rate Bijay Speaks and let me know what you think about this show. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring.